Palisades has the rides, Palisades has the fun. Come on over, shows and dancing are free, shows the parking so gee. Come on over, Palisades from coast to coast, where a dime buys the most. Palisades amusement park swings all day and after dark. Ride the coaster, get cool in the waves, in the pool you'll have fun. So come on over. Welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast, where each episode we strive to find something, anything to watch on streaming media. I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine, and if you don't understand what those two words are, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Uh, with me, as always, here in Studio D, is my co-host, the magnificent Mandalorian. Hey, that's me, the co-host with the most... Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, okay, we'll edit that one out. Hello, thank you for tuning in. I know it's been a few weeks since we've had a uh, regular episode. Mm -hmm. I would like to say that um, I am alive, and we appreciate that you have sent in all your emails. Your thoughts and prayers have meant so much to us. And I am not alive. And that's a whole other story, and we're not going to get into that right now. We'll save that for Halloween. Uh, oh, speaking of which, stay tuned to the end of the show, because we're going to have a couple of cool updates for you regarding Halloween. Oh, yes. Too exciting. If you're excited about Horror Month, just wait. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. So, Manda. Mm. So, uh, anything new with you? Let's see. Um, I had a kidney stone, and I lost the kidney stone. Oh, you wouldn't kidney, would you? No. I ain't kidney about that. Oh, but oh, I'm but I'm ah. um, Yeah, I had a kidney stone. Uh, so that took me out of the, the right. Those things are painful. They really are. And, you know, anyone who's had one, I feel you. I feel you. Well, you know what I mean. Mm. Um, but, yeah, other than that, just been doing lots of stuff, lots of school stuff, work yeah. stuff, mm -hmm. doing the work from home life still. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Do you know the whole work from home thing has been very uh, interesting? Because on one hand, in the beginning, you know, I hated it. I needed to be out of my house. I needed to kind of, you know, breathe, as it were. Sure. Now I'm like, I don't know if I want to go back to the office. I kind of <laughs> like my little setup with my nice comfy chair, right, and my cats. And I can go take a nap. <laughs> they, hey, there you go. You know, that well, hopefully no one's listening. That didn't, yeah, the, the, you know, never mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, we do have a, a little bit of movie news or like TV news, mm -hmm. as it were. Tomorrow, September the 2nd, the uh, season three premiere of What We Do, we in, the do in the Shadows. I am so excited. I have um, FX on Hulu, so the next night I'll have to watch it. Yeah. But I am just, I'm so pumped. I might even wait uh, until midnight. Because that show is hilarious. I love it. Guillermo, did you make a messy toilet again? <laughs> did you see that? Oh, you didn't just dry poops. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that's one of the that's one of the spinoffs that I think truly it complements the the movie. And it does not like leave it in the shadows, no pun intended. But, um, have yeah. you been watching the other spinoff? Uh, no, with the, the news. CW. No, because I don't have the, I don't have regular TV, but ah, I've heard it's hilarious. It's very good. Wellington Paranormal basically features the two <laughs> police officers from the What We Do in the Shadows movie yeah, uh, investigating like... paranormal activity 
in New Zealand, oh. which is kind of different than you would expect. It's it's right. some some weird stuff, which is it's very funny. It's it's, a, it's that kind of dry humor, but it's very very funny. I I highly suggest you watch it. You can watch it on the CW or on HBO Max. Oh, I do have HBO Max. You can watch it there. Alrighty, then I'll take. Yeah, I just those two actors were so funny yeah. in the movie. Like the. It, I almost wanted to like shake them and be like, it's okay that you didn't notice anything weird going on. Uh, oh, remember that one part where they walk up the stairs and like, just, yeah, have a dialogue about it. <laughs> it's all like, it's all that banter. It's so funny. Oh, so good. So um, yeah, check it out if you can. Yes. And also if you have not been tuning in, especially with, I think FX should probably pay us for this because it's a little bit of a promo for FX, mm. but um, Reservation Dogs. Uh, I have not seen it. It is yet. so, so good. It is legitimately not only is it representation for the indigenous community, right? It's um, directed by or produced by uh, Sterling Harjo and uh, Taika Waititi, mm, our favorite. Our Taika. favorite. Um, but it stars an indigenous cast with an indigenous, like, uh, you know, sound crew, production, all that stuff. And it really just kind of tells the story of these kids living on a reservation somewhere in Oklahoma. But it is so good. It comes out Mondays on FX. Um, I think we're coming up to the fifth episode. It is worth the watch. Nice. So Very good. nice. Good. Very cool. Yeah. There's lots of there's lots of great stuff out there right now. Oh, what if? Yeah, what if is good. Uh, yeah. Um, there is a new show on Hulu with Steve Martin and Martin Short called Murders. Oh, happened uh, at this house. Only in the bur- Murders Only in the Building. Oh, okay. That's what it's called. Yeah. About three people that bond over a true crime <laughs> podcast and there's a murder in their those building. Those two. Those two. And so you know funny. what's funny is that because like maybe it's not funny, but there have been like crimes solved recently due to like these true crime podcasts. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, you know, let's make a TV show out of it. It's great. It's really funny. I watched the first couple of episodes and I really liked it. Yeah, it there's there's a lot. I mean, at one point we'll have to kind of post on our Instagram maybe some selections and some recommendations to watch. But mm-hmm. yeah, things to look out for. Um, a lot of new Marvel stuff coming up. We're still waiting for some news about Boba Fett, but that should be, uh, yeah. you know, coming out soon. Also, did you watch the second part of the Mandalorian behind the scenes? I haven't yet. I've saved it. I, right. I haven't won't gotten say to it anything. yet. And I, I and the reason that I haven't gotten to it yet is because I've I have uh, started a new. <laughs> um job and uh yeah so you just can't get rid of me no i can't especially especially since now we're co-workers i guess again again <laughs> so we're yeah. co-workers started the podcast i left that job and then you left it and came to my job yeah but house. i'm totally not stalking <laughs> i swear oh man imagine if but, we actually got paid for this Oh, that, that's that's the dream right that's there. That's the dream, That's yeah. the dream. We're sponsored by some candy company, so I could have all free candy. Yeah, in the Netherlands, yeah. <laughs> the, we're up. We're up a couple of we're up a couple of spots. I love the Netherlands. Thank you, Netherlands. I really do. You are whatever the Netherlandian word for awesome is. I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't know. So anyway. But yeah. we have arrived mm-hmm. at our season three I can't, finale. It hard, it's hard to put into words, right? Because season three, that means... A little over three years ago, we started this podcast. Yeah. As just kind of a, a thing to do, right? Hang out after work and something do something. Something to pass the time. Truly. An and experiment. I, you know. <laughs> in fear. In fear, right? And suddenly, the FDA says, that, hey, it's okay for you to do a podcast again. 
Um, remember we got that cease and desist with the. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't talk yeah. about that no, no, experimental no. stuff. It's but not, yeah. you know, but now we we do have you know uh, quite a few people who check it check us out and tune in every week and you know just thank you. It's been a fun fun ride and I hope that uh, <laughs> this episode might also uh, be a fun ride to listen to. I don't get it. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Season three finale. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. So. Uh, as we record this, it is September 1st. Yes. Happy Hogwarts Day. Is that what that is? Yeah. Everyone returns to school on Hogwarts on September 1st. Oh, I didn't. Um, that's Hoggy, a deep, hoggy Hogwarts. That's a deep cut. That's, <laughs> it's just because you're not a millennial. That's probably it. Yeah. Mm, um, all right, yeah. then. So we are, you know, I think we're, we're looking forward to fall. Yes. I always do. I mean, Especially yes. here in New England. I hate the heat. I don't like the heat either, but fall is so nice. It's cooler, but you can mm-hmm. still be outside. Yep. And, you know, it, it's it's almost time for the seasons to change. Mm-hmm. But we can still make one last trip yes. to the amusement park. Yes, we can. And if you're like me and you enjoy puking on roller coasters, <laughs> uh, getting cryptosporidium while splashing in the wave pool, Ew. Or, or having a lovely bout of food poisoning from eating that three-day-old oh. corn dog... <laughs> Uh, you know, that's what amusement parks mean to me. Oh, uh, usually, you know, a few moments of joy followed by a whole lot of pain. So that's what we're going to talk about for our season finale. We're going to do one last fling in the fecal matter. And uh, <laughs> Sorry know. to those who are acrophobic. Which I, is the fear of heights. I, th- I don't know if there's a feel of, feel of roller, coasters, roller coasters specifically, but I think it's the fear of heights that really get people kind of like, eh. I think so. Not just heights, but movement Or being heights. thrown up on by people like Like spinny yourself. things. Spinny rides are also a little bit, especially for people like with vertigo issues. You, I was about to say, I, I can't do that stuff. Yeah. But yes, theme hmm. parks are very expensive around New England. Um, so let yes. us take you on this virtual journey so you can enjoy theme parks of the past present and the future exactly so for free yeah now Amanda, do you have any uh, theme park memories or any fond memories of going to oh, a particular geez. theme park well uh, you know up here in uh, upper new england there was uh, the water park <laughs> the very famous water park and i can't even remember the name of it but i remember the jingle you know that was always on tv uh and then you know that was really fun i remember going to six flags when i was younger canyon lake park is huge around this area i think it's really our only main other than Six Flags, probably our only main local um, uh, theme park. But the log ride is probably the best ride. Mm. And do you remember, like, probably 20 years ago when the, the uh, Boston Tea Party ride finally came out? So, okay, a little bit of context. We're in Massachusetts, right? We love our history. We love our tax. No, we don't. We hate our taxes. And we love our tea. So mm. we're, we kind of relive the Boston Tea Party every year on July 4th. Um <laughs> but the Boston Tea Party is a giant version of the log ride. So it fits probably like 25 people as opposed to like one or two. It goes up this little tram ride, as it were, and it comes down and makes the most ginormous splash <laughs> ever so that the people that are on the bridge get to get wet. And then you're inside and you are completely soaked. And it's a 15-second ride that admission-wise would cost you about 50 bucks. Jeez. It's so much fun. I did get lost once. 
You, you got lost? I got lost in Six Flags uh, down in Lexington, Kentucky, I think it was. That was like two years ago, right? <laughs> no, it was like 11. So it was oh, a little more than two years. We don't need to discuss how many. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this very friendly uh, older man picked me up and put me <laughs> – I swear this is oh, not weird. This, I, don't want, I don't know if I want to hear the rest <laughs> of the story. He put me in a, a golf cart and drove me to the security office. Turns out he was a security officer. Oh, good. But I got the best cheeseburger while I was there. They gave me a cheeseburger. They gave me a cherry Coke in a can. Ooh. I mean, I was 11 years wow, old. This isn't that's a, f- a treat. Exactly. I got my own fries. I didn't have to share with anybody. <sighs> and I was just living it up. And then all of a sudden, my aunt and my uncle, who were babysitting me, came to find me. And they were, like, kind of mad. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, can I hang out for a little while longer? <laughs> oh, good times. Wow. All right. Did you throw up on anybody? Since you mentioned that in the beginning, because I, I feel like you have a flashback to that. No, I, you know, I've never actually uh, thrown up on anybody. <laughs> thank goodness for that. I mean, except for myself. I guess that counts. Uh, the worst is the worst is when you, you know, you have to throw up and you also have diarrhea because you don't know which end to use, where, which end goes where. <laughs> oh, you can't control it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, which end do I, you, you know, I don't know. Where do I point this? You've got to be careful uh, with theme park food. You're taking a risk. You are taking a risk. It's awful. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, just cotton candy is always an interesting yeah. thing, but I don't I, know. I stick Theme away park from food. the yeah. I stick away from like the fried food, unless it's something like um like you know the the fried dough. That's probably okay. Fried Oreos though, those are awesome. Never had them. Those are I had those. I had that at a theme park, and it was amazing. You know, what I do want. I want to go down to uh, Universal Studios, and I want to go to the Hogwarts Park area. Oh, yeah. And eat that food because I feel like it would be just magically delicious and I could just not get sick from it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that's a good theory. That's a good theory. Yeah, good <laughs> All right. So who wants to go first in this wild ride? <laughs> you could go first. All right. All right. So my first pick could only have been made in that cocaine-fueled sparkly haze of the 1970s. Uh-oh. This has – this movie has everything. It has a quartet of colorful characters who wear outrageous costumes and have wild superpowers. Uh, there's an evil scientist that uses mind control and has these rampaging animatronics to wreak havoc on an amusement park and its patrons mm. until our hard rocking heroes swoop in to save the day. So who are these legendary figures? You have the spaceman. The demon, the star child, and the cat man. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, Kiss, maybe? Uh, yeah, I'm talking <laughs> about Kiss. And my pick, unless oh, you've no. stolen it. No, 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 I haven't. Is uh, the 1978 made-for-TV movie <sighs> Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> yes. So back in 78, the band... Made up of, of course, Gene Simmons, Ace Frehley, Peter Chris, and Paul Stanley. They were hotter than the flames coming out of Gene Simmons' mouth. Were they the mad makeup or no? They, this was makeup. This they, didn't, makeup. they didn't lose okay. the makeup until the 80s. But I mean, they lost it for like a year, right? And then went back? Yeah, for a couple of years. They did a couple albums without the makeup and then they went back on it. You know, it's it's the way it works. Uh, fair the enough. gimmick, they have a gimmick, they lose the gimmick, which in itself is another gimmick. And then they bring the gimmick back, which is a third gimmick. I feel like it's a conspiracy. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> now, the band at the time and their and their manager, 
they were exploiting any and all avenues of merchandising. Because if there's one thing that Star Wars proved is that marketing is everything. Because they, no one, you know, George Lucas was like, oh, by the way, when I'm, I'm making this silly little sci-fi movie, can I have the toy rights? And 20th Century Fox was like, eh, yeah, who cares? Whatever, right? Nobody, <laughs> nobody buys toys from mo- made out of movies. And so now, of course, 78, Star Wars blew up. Everybody wants to, you know, get merchandising off the ground and do like action figures and stuff. So uh, they started to kind of brand Kiss as these sort of superhero type figures. And, you know, they already had the costumes and the makeup, so it seemed kind of a natural extension, I guess. Uh, now, they did make a deal, interestingly enough, with Marvel at the time. Uh, they made a deal to be in a special deluxe comic book uh, where the band – and the band. this is actually a true story. The band donated blood. Each one of the band members donated some blood that was mixed with the ink used to print the books. Yeah, it's true. So take that, little Nas X. And Tony or Hawk. Or Tony Hawk, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I can make modern references too, you know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the band made a deal to appear in this TV movie as a kind of a weird alternate universe version of themselves, but with powers. Okay. Sounds like a great idea, right? <clears throat> this is what they were doing the, the whole time. Uh, so in the movie, the band is scheduled to perform at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Now, the hype surrounding this concert that they're going to do, it makes the park's engineer, who apparently moonlights as a mad scientist, I guess, uh, it makes him super jealous and he decides to use his evil inventions to get revenge for some reason. I don't know. Uh, There's not too much plot here, to be honest. Uh, The mad scientist's evil plan includes creating these animatronic copies of the band members in order to ruin the concert, okay? That seems like a lot of work. Uh, Now, the band loses their magic talismans which grant them superpowers yeah i know and they have to get those talismans back to defeat the mad scientist and why am i bothering to explain this anyway uh i don't know (laughs) the movie is bad really really bad it basically takes a plot line from scooby-doo and puts kiss in the place of the scooby gang uh which actually kind of makes sense because this movie was produced by hannah barbera no way yes it was produced by hannah barbera who of course created scooby and I'm pretty sure Gene Simmons is Scooby in this whole scenario. But anyway, which is and, – and to even take this further, and I didn't know this until I started doing some research. Uh, a few years ago, there was a kind of a remake of this movie. Hanna-Barbera released an animated movie in 2015 called Scooby-Doo and Kiss, A Rock and Roll Mystery. I am not joking. That is a real thing, believe it or not. So, yeah, so Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park has, you know, the band performing songs. There are cheesy special effects, poorly choreographed fight scenes, and a true masterclass in terrible acting. This is a cornucopia of crap, and I absolutely love it. (laughs) Now, of course, the band has wisely disowned the film, and for a while, apparently, they wouldn't let anyone mention it in their presence. Uh, But these days, it serves as a kind of snapshot of a very, very different time. Uh, you know, a time when art and commerce collided in a huge cloud of white powdery smoke. <laughs> so, yeah. And and Grease Peak. Grease yeah. Peak. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, now, to the scores. Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Internet Movie Database, 4.7 out of 10, which is generous, I think. And Rotten Tomatoes, a actually also very generous, 60%. Wow. Which surprises me. Yeah. 
So I guess a lot of Kiss fans out there. I suppose the Kiss Army is at work on uh, doing that. (laughs) Uh, So the movie had actually been released on VHS back in the '80s uh, and on DVD, but it's kind of an Easter egg on the Kissology Volume Two DVD set. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now this movie is very hard to find right now. Uh, It's not on any streaming service that I could find any sort of like regular streaming service, but you can see the entire thing at this moment on Vimeo. Ooh. It's on Vimeo. Trust me, it is worth the effort. It is that good slash bad. Vimeo gets a bad rap, I think. There's some interesting things on there. They do. I mean, there's a lot of crap on there. but Yeah, like... you got to wade through it to, uh, <laughs> you know, find find the good stuff. But this is one of those things that you, you have to see it to believe it. I mean, it's. Yeah, I feel like if you're even remotely interested, you'll be better off having watched it. I think so, too. And if not, hey... It didn't pay for this podcast. <laughs> it's a or free Vimeo, podcast. Or Vimeo, really, for that matter. <laughs> so it's free. Oh, man. Good choice. Thank you. Thank good you. Good choice. All right. So what do you got for us? All right. Well, I did a little bit of little bit of memory digging right in the back of my mind. I went back. We're talking, I went back 20 years or so. Um, a little bit of a trigger warning first. I just want to give some folks out there uh, a second to kind of fast forward. If you happen to suffer from cool roof, cool roofophobia? Really? Is that cool, the cool. fear of LL Cool J? Mm, no. It's the irrational fear of clowns. Oh, no, that's not irrational. <laughs> yeah, actually, that is a perfectly rational fear. Do you know, according to Britannica, there are actually scientific psychological reasons why we fear clowns. One is the makeup, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and because something so unsettling typically causes a chain reaction of, of panic and therefore nausea. And believe it or not, most people are afraid on some level of being sick, right? Um, of vomiting or whatnot Mm -hmm. right um so it it all ties in together but trigger warning if if you uh i'll try and be quick so you can skip through this but (laughs) something (laughs) never mind all right so my first pick here is uh, a tv episode actually from the very beloved famed tv series are you afraid of the dark on nickelodeon way back in the 90s now what's interesting about this episode is it was the second from the first season and it actually was one of the first that uh a few things it was one of the first that came with a warning a warning in front of the television episode for for parents to maybe you know stick with their kids and maybe not lie which someone you know, this is kind of before ratings too, like a before like the PG 13s and all that came out. Um, so it was just a generic sort of trigger warning, as it were. But that wasn't necessarily common for shows on Nickelodeon, right? No, uh-uh. a channel very famous for like uh, SpongeBob and and Doug and Clarissa knows it all and all that fun stuff. Are you watching? Are you afraid of the dark? In the dark? Well, what are you afraid of? What's so terrifying about tales of the unknown, the unseen, and the undead? After all, there is nothing in the dark that isn't there in the light. Or is there? Tune in for another tale of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Tomorrow at 7.36.30 Central on Nickelodeon. Because the real terror never begins until night falls. But in this episode, um, and of course, if you don't know the basic premise, this is um, sort of... Kids get gather around a campsite or campfire, as it were, and they try and freak each other out by telling them scary stories, right? Um, and they call themselves the Midnight Society. So they get together at midnight, they, it's the darkness, they tell stories, whatever. And each episode is a different one. I can tell you this story has stuck with me because it freaked me out so much. 
Um, now, one of the kids, uh, it was a rotating cast, but the kid named Josh decides it's his time to tell the story. So he picks a story about an, an amusement park, right? And in the music, amusement parks generally have two or three things, right? They've got rides and they have carnival beings, right? Like clowns and food and whatnot. And they Carnies. also have carnies mm. and they also have haunted houses most of the times or halls of mirrors those kind of like tricky maze things that you got to get through and most of the time it's kind of like really you know infantile you're not gonna be too worried about it but in this particular story josh tells about how um these kids were afraid to go in it because they heard about zebo the clown now the story of the clown called zebo is a clown who um he He's misunderstood to some extent, but basically kids prank him and they steal his nose. And when his nose gets stolen, you know, that big red fluffy nose, he becomes basically a serial killer in, in so many words, although they didn't go that far into it. Um, and the story kind of grows through where the kids have to navigate how to get into the spooky house. They eventually meet a carny in a very satirical but also kind of stereotypical stripey suit um and he goes hey i'm the owner of the park go into the spooky house and don't worry about it you you'll be fine but just remember that if you pick the wrong door at the end you'll never be able to leave and you will instead Ooh. let out zebo so it becomes a race against time and the kids who do dare to go into it have to go in there and they have to manage their way out but of course they do come across zebo right and the choice then falls on the child or the, the kids as it were to to steal his nose or not turns out that there's a whole backstory and it it kind of relates to like bullying right so when zebo the real guy was young he got bullied for his nose and blah 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 but it is just terrifying the music it's all the very dark color palette um and yeah it's just absolutely crazy so this particular episode um, is one of the first and only times where the catchphrase of the end of the show, which was, you know, we now adjourn this meeting of the Binet Society, blah, 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 was just like, all right, we're done. And he poured water out on the, fan, on the fire because people were just so freaked out about it. Um, so that is the basic premise of the story. Now, I think that if you are lucky enough to have grown up with it, then you'll know what I'm talking about when I say it sticks with you. All these stories have very basic plots, but the way that they magnetize them or make them larger uh, in, into full episodes is just a crazy, crazy good time, I think. Now, can you watch this online? Yes, you can. Some people have got it on YouTube, right? Like, that's the whole copyright thing. Now, we're not suggesting that you go and watch it, but... Oh, of course. It's available. <laughs> uh, you can also purchase the entire series on eBay or on Amazon. Um, I found the entire uh, box disc set of like DVDs um, for like 200 bucks, which is a lot of money, but yeah. something to consider. Now, this particular episode um, got a huge amount of ratings. So uh, it's a 9.0 out of 10 on IMDb, wow. right? So like it's pretty high yeah. up there. Metacritic is at an 80 as well. Uh, and it looks like there's a couple of other lesser known uh you know uh companies or like services that rate movies all of them have got them up up in uh you know up in the the 90s and 80s and 90s and whatnot it's amongst one of the scariest tv clowns right it's number four zebo is number four now zebo shows up in seven or eight other episodes wow all of them having to do with different storylines but that all mix up together so he's one of those characters that you get freaked out by like he's like it right mm -hmm. 
he keeps coming back. Like something always brings him back, you know? Um, and I forget the clown's name in it. What's he called? Pennywise. Pennywise, right. Yeah, yeah. Pennywise always has like this excuse to come back, right? There's just some other tragedy or whatever. Zebo always comes back and he's just so terrifying. Anyways, that's my second pick. You can watch it on YouTube. You can buy, or first, first excuse me, you can buy, uh, you know, a box set or whatnot. But I think if you like terrible, scary clown things, you will like this episode. And by the way, the amusement park thing that they were in was really shoddy too. Like things were falling apart and they had like really random, like, you know, bandages holding things together. And it just reminded me of like how I will never, ever go to those pop-up like carnivals that come to town. Oh yeah. That's, that's <laughs> that hire it. like all that hire all these, you know, good people, but like, don't know what's going yeah. on. They just tear them down and yeah. Put yeah. Them back Who knows up. when those rides were inspected last? Like, I don't. Yeah. I just, I think you're tempting your life with that one. Yeah. And, ugh. <laughs> and Zebo, right? Zeebo that was Zebo the clown. Sounds like an app startup. Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned mention it. It's actually a games company, an act. Zebo games, is. like startup I'm, yeah. company. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but yeah, first pick. Nice, scary. Very nice. Very first. nice. Oh. oh, oh, sorry. By the way, Mr. Mandalorian is here. Hi. Hello, Hi. Wayne. What's your question? Hi, sir. What was the name of the episode? Because I don't think you said. Oh, I didn't say. You're right. It's uh, called Laughing in the Dark. The people that want to actually say it. Yeah, it's on the. Uh, it's the Thank second you, episode Welcome. in the first series. All right, excellent. Laughing in the dark. Thanks so much for that, Mr. Mandalorian. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <sighs> anyway, here's your second pick. Good. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, so, interestingly enough, uh, my second pick also uh, happens to be one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh-oh. Uh, and it also, like my first pick, was made uh, in the uh, mid to late 1970s. Okay. But this is not a campy, cheesy romp or anything like that. It is, however, in my mind, uh, one of the best and last of the disaster movie craze of the 70s. All right? Disaster I am talking... Disaster movie? It's kind of a disaster movie. Okay. It's like, also a thriller. Like the, the, the volcano movie. What's it called? There have been several. Y you know what I mean. But maybe Dante's Peak? Dante's Peak. Peak. There you what go. was the other one? The other one was just called Volcano. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty much the same. Like Deep Impact and Armageddon. Anyway, we're not going to go there. That would be another one. We'll Towering do that. Towering Inferno is the one I was thinking of. Oh, I love Towering Inferno. And Poseidon Adventure. Don't know what any of those are. Anyway. So, my pick, my second pick, is the 1977 film, Roller Coaster. Okay, safety bars down, folks. Tonight might not be such a good night to take a ride on a roller coaster. <laughs> About money, Harry. There's a bomb in the park. Don't underestimate it. Tonight might be the night he turns this carnival into a graveyard. The payment will be one million dollars. We're to fill it with unmarked bills and callers to have it with him. Tell your friends I'm about to give them another reminder of how vulnerable they are. Time is running out. It may be too late. That's it. To stop the nightmare. I could have planted some. Call them. Clear out the passengers. An unforgettable ride of terror starring George Siegel, Richard Widmark, Timothy Bottoms, and Henry Fonda in the thrilling tradition of airport and earthquake. Don't be afraid to scream. 
It may be the last sound you'll ever hear. Roller coaster. Ooh. Yes. Now, this one is a very personal kind of thing, and I'll, I'll explain why. So, uh, as an only child growing up in suburban Philadelphia during the 70s, uh, my parents would basically just drop me off at the movies every weekend, and I would pretty much see whatever G-rated crap was playing. So not They'd Rocky? Me, no. They would give me it. Well, I actually did. Um, I saw Rocky two like that. And they didn't drop me off. Uh, you know, I'd see the occasional PG movie, but they just give me a couple of bucks for some candy and tickets. And then they, you know, it was a different time. They didn't, you know, <laughs> they weren't worried about me being, you know, human trafficked or anything, uh, because that wasn't really a thing that anybody knew about. Yeah. So this was the case with roller coaster. Now I saw it at a, uh, a place called the Lansdale theater. Mm -hmm. which is a local movie house that was a, a genuine palace when it was first built in the 1920s. Uh, as a matter of fact, in my home right now, I have uh, hanging up on a wall, I have uh, artists rendering of that theater. Oh. Because it was such a big part of my childhood. Uh, now, by the time I started going there, though, in the 70s, this place was a crumbling relic. Uh, it had broken seats. Uh, the paint was peeling. The screen kept getting tears in it. But the worst part was there was this giant glass chandelier mm. precariously hanging from the ceiling. And I was certain <laughs> that that thing was going to fall on me and crush my little nine-year-old body. <laughs> Especially when it came to roller coaster. Why? Because that movie featured a very unusual gimmick, something called Sensoround. Now, Sensoround was this separate audio track on the film that at certain points during the movie would create a very powerful low-frequency rumble. It was a vibration that would shake the seats during scenes where the roller coasters were on and being, you know, people were riding the roller coasters. So, but that audio track caused the entire theater to shake. Ooh. That includes that damn chandelier. So I have vivid memories of having one eye on the screen and one on that looming glass death that hovered above me. I wonder where that chandelier is now. I know exactly where that chandelier is now. It is in an <laughs> opera basement. house in Oregon. What? Someone has it, it? Someone has it. It is still on display. Oh, I was cool. doing a little research about this because I wanted to know myself, and I actually found out that it ha it was moved to a, a, a to a place in Oregon, a theater, like an opera house. That's cool. And so, yeah, I mean, it. it uh, I'm I'm glad because the shortly after uh, shortly after that, I saw that movie. A couple of years later, they tore it, the theater down, and now it's like a bank or something, uh, which is a shame because at one uh. time you could tell that the place was gorgeous, just not when I went there, uh, and so. But, you know, Roller Coaster, the movie, getting back to that, is just a good, solid thriller. So what happened in this movie, there's this brilliant but sort of twisted young man. And he devises a scheme to extort money from amusement park owners by sabotaging park rides that cause the deaths of several park goers. Now, the first incident takes place at a small amusement park where... Our antagonist, he places a small remote control bomb on the track of the park's roller coaster there. Just before the ride's train gets to that particular spot, the bomb detonates and derails the train, killing and injuring several riders, right? Oh, jeez. Now, not knowing at first 
that it was a bomb, they send the park's safety inspector to investigate you know, what happened, because they didn't know at first that it was a bomb that caused this. Now, the safety inspector was played by the late, great George Siegel. Hmm. And so if you don't know who he is, by the way, uh, if you watch the Goldbergs, he was Pops. Is he Steven Seagal's father? No, he is not, thank God. Okay. But he was Pops on the Goldbergs, but one time he was a movie star, which was kind of cool. Oh, he was also in, um... oh, geez, keep going. I'll think of what he's in. <laughs> okay. So at first glance, uh, uh, you know, this looks like uh, the work of a lone psycho. But when another ride at a different park is sabotaged, uh, the inspector's name is Harry, Harry Calder, he suspects something more is going on. And as he investigates, he discovered that this mad bomber is trying to extort millions of dollars from all the major theme park owners. Mm. So Harry tries to get the owners to take this threat seriously, which they're not really taking. They think, oh, this is just some nut. He's done a couple things. This sounds like Jaws. Yeah, it's exactly right. Let's <laughs> leave the town open. Why not? It's just one bite. <laughs> so now because uh, this, the investigator, Harry, is taking this seriously, the bomber focuses in on him. He wants Harry to be the go-between between the bomber and the amusement park owners, right? And so this kind of begins a sort of cat and mouse game between Harry and the bomber. And this is a game that culminates in a race against time as the bomber tries to execute his most ambitious and deadly plan yet. And that is bombing a brand new roller coaster at Magic Mountain during the 4th of July holiday. At Disney World? No, no. Magic Mountain Six Flags. Oh, okay. And they, this is actually, they shot in the park and there was an actual brand new roller coaster called the Revolution. It was a, a, the first steel looping coaster ever. That's terrifying. Yeah. And, you know, you think about this today. What theme park would allow that to happen? You know, oh, yeah, sure. Bring your movie about a bomber who's going to blow up a roller coaster into our park. You can use the real name of the park. You can use the real name of the roller coaster. We don't care. We just want publicity. You would never have that happen today. No, 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 no. no. They'd be, confidence. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. We don't want that kind of exposure. They, you know, back in the 70s, nobody cared. I mean, it was 70s. Yeah, so, you know, but they, they let it happen. Uh, now, the rest of the cast, besides George Siegel, is also really good. You've got some legendary actors kind of at the tail end of their careers. And here you've got Henry Fonda, Richard mm. Widmark. Uh, you've got a teenage Helen Hunt, who was oh. her first movie role. Interesting. And she was uh, George Siegel's daughter in the movie. Uh, now, this is not, I mean... It's kind of a disaster movie, but it really is more of a suspense film. Okay. It, it, it's uh, much more Hitchcock. Like speed. Yeah. And it uh, and the music is very Hitchcock, uh, and it adds a lot, a lot to the suspense, but it is a very, very suspenseful movie. Now, if none of these things were true, and the movie was a total dog, it wouldn't matter, because it would still be great for one simple reason. It features performances by the greatest band most people have never heard of. Steppenwolf. Sparks. I know Sparks. I, I, I figured you probably would know Sparks. Now, <clears throat> if you don't know Sparks, there actually is a new documentary that just came out uh, on, uh, Prime, on iTunes and Prime Video called The Sparks Brothers. It's directed by Edgar Wright, who did uh, a lot of the, you know, he did Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. He did Baby Driver. He did Hot Fuzz. He did Shaun of the Dead. Uh, this documentary, this is a this is a band, an, Ameri an American band, two guys 
who made it big in England, but never really quite cracked it here in the U.S. Aww. And they have been around for so long, and they're still making music today. Sparks. Sparks. They they perform a couple of songs in this movie while they're tracking down the killer. So, like, in between them trying to track down the bomber, you, you see footage of Sparks playing <laughs> at the amusement park, playing a concert. Nice. Kind of like Cannibal Corpse and Ace Ventura. There you go. It's it's so good. And nice. it's just like, and I had no idea. You know, this is the first time, you know, I'm a kid. I saw this band. I'm like, who are these people? And I've been a Sparks fan ever since. So... That's the only if you watch it for no other reason, watch it for sparks. I guess you could say it sparked something in you. No, you couldn't say that at all. I don't know why you would. <laughs> anyway, like Marie Kondo, it's the sparks joy. Yeah, yeah, sparks, sparks joy. joy. <laughs> oh, that sounds that sounds weird to me. Oh. But yeah, um, you know the band, the darkness. Yeah, the 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 darkness. Whole lot of love? The, yeah, I believe yeah. Um, I think I love. Yeah. yeah, they covered one of their songs. Really, it, it reached. I want to say it reached number one in the charts in England, but that's how I know who Sparks are because. They did a cover of one of their songs. Wow, there you go. Yeah, they were very popular for a while in the UK. They had some hits. Uh, they didn't really have too many hits here. Um, there yeah, are a few, but do yourself a favor. If you have Spotify or mm -hmm. Apple Music or whatever you got, check out Sparks. Uh, their catalog is massive and really good. So, you know. Sparks. Yeah, check it out. Now, for the movie... The scores, we've got a 6.3 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database and a criminally low 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, sadly. Now, this one is also hard to find online for some reason. Uh, it is, however, as of this recording, on YouTube for free Ooh. if you want to check it out. Uh, it is really, really good. Um, it's a good little suspense thriller, and I really enjoy it, and it's one of my favorite films of all time. I own it. I watch it. I'll put it on just to have it on in the background and, you know. Well, if that's not a reason to watch it, then why are you listening to this podcast? You have to watch it now. No, no. Listen to the rest of the podcast. Then oh, go oh watch yeah. It. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Good there pick. You go. Thank you. Thank so you, you said 1977, right? Yes. So interestingly, I just found out that roller coaster regulations didn't start popping up until 1978. So thank you, roller coaster movie. For making everyone so panicked. I know, right? Mm. <laughs> also, it's look who's talking. He was Albert. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. My goodness. Yeah, the mm. the weird. He he spoke weird. I yeah. <laughs> so chiming in with the question again, um, the the extra audio thing you said was in the cinema. What was yes. it called? Sense around. Was that inspired by William Castle? I probably was in some way. Uh, they used it for a few movies. It, it was a gimmick that faded. Uh, they used it in, like, I think Earthquake was another disaster film they used it in. And actually, the theatrical release of the pilot for Battlestar Galactica had it. Interesting. Which is kind of strange. But basically, it was just a very low-frequency rumble. You couldn't hear it audibly, but it would shake the seats. And in some theaters, it actually uh, caused plaster to fall off the walls. So it didn't last very long. That does sound very William Castle-y. Yes, uh, the man behind the Tingler yeah, yeah. and a few other House weird... Of Hill and 13 yeah. Ghosts and um, stuff. Also, uh, Mr. Sardonicus mm -hmm. with his punishment pole. That's a whole other story. We'll, get, we'll, we'll talk about that at some other point. But yeah, William Castle, the master of the gimmick. Yeah. Movies were bad, but the gimmicks were great. You know, if you want a little bit of a fun fact, I don't exactly know how fun it is. Turns out that roller coasters have been... Uh, 
been a little bit dangerous since they first came out. Yeah. Mm, eh, come on. Turns out it is still considered one of the worst, uh, deadliest amusement park accidents. Uh, 1930, a, in Omaha, uh, the Big Dipper roller coaster fell 35 feet to the ground. It eliminated four people and it injured 17. Wow. That is a big dip. That That's is. a big dip, right? That is a big dip. Roller coasters are one of those things that I just... I, I've only ever been on one, and I don't ever want to go on another one. Mm. It was the it's the white one at the beach. I don't know if they still have it anymore. It's Salisbury. It was the white wooden roller coaster. Oh, the wooden roller coasters <laughs> are the best because they rock. Yeah, they, and they rock shake. and they make a lot of noise. They and do. It's That's terrifying. on purpose. It's <laughs> terrifying. Oh, geez. All oh, right. That's My... great. Oh, uh, by the way, yeah, there's that other roller coaster uh, accident that happened in the 1930s. Uh, the Hindenburg was that a roller coaster? Uh, Correct decade, but not the same. All right, never mind. Yeah, forget I said it. Oh, the Hindenburg. Yeah, that went up in a gas. Um, oh, the humanity. <laughs> so my second pick isn't necessarily super obscure, but the greatest part about it, and I didn't know this until I started researching, is that it is streaming absolutely everywhere right now. Please don't say Jurassic Park because that would be just so obvious. <sighs> I mean, I wasn't going to. That is part of my honorable mentions, though. So thank you for the spoiler. All right then. Um, okay, so Jurassic World would count more because was it was done. Well, that's a, exactly that was actually a working amusement park. Yeah. But but uh, as anybody who knows me, I will recommend any Jurassic Park for any reason, for any genre, for any reason at all. So that's probably just a given. This is true. This is true. No, no, no. no. My my second pick and my one of my absolute favorite movies of all time, Beverly Hills Cop Three. And here's... Way, way, way. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. You did say three. I said three. Not two. Not, not two. the first one. Not the first one, which is excellent. Two was like, eh, not bad. Glad to see Axel Foley again, but no, no. Three. This summer. Oh, how you doing? Is this the illegal chop chop? The action never stops. Well, you said they had no guns. Hey, hey, hey. The excitement. Go, go! Never ends. And the ride is better than ever. Hold on tight. You're going back to Detroit. Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Trust me on this one, okay? Rated R. It's on May 25th everywhere. Right now, just I'll jump into this uh, into my into the movie itself. But just so you uh, know, you can stream this on HBO, on Directv, on Cinemax, on uh, HBO Max, on Amazon, Google Play, and Redbox. It's happening everywhere right now. Wow, streaming! You sure you didn't say steaming as a steaming pile? <laughs> Listen, I okay. you know what this gets a bad rap, and and you know what. I don't think so. Okay, so here's the deal. Everyone knows about Beverly Hills Cop, right? He's a cop in Beverly's Hill, Beverly Hills. He is a black cop, <laughs> played by Eddie Murphy. And he doesn't... <laughs> yeah, his name is Axel Foley, and he gets himself into trouble. Let's put it that way, right? He is brilliant, but they don't give him the credit for that because he's always doing things that are just, you know, kind of like outside of scope for an officer. This one happens to be, in the third movie, he is investigating a crime theft ring. People are stealing cars, right? And it leads them to this uh, amusement park, which he thinks is the hub of where they're taking these cars. It's called Wonderland. And Wonder it World. is Wonder World. And it's probably like a really big ripoff of like some, not Disneyland per se, but like, you know, some really kiddie focused one. Because there's lots of bunnies and it, it, mm, whatever. Like Wally World. Yeah, kind of. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, so anyways, he, he goes there and he thinks he's busted this crime ring. But it turns out the car theft is just a front. 
it's a front for what they're actually doing, which is making counterfeit money. It is the coolest thing ever because he goes into like the actual rides themselves, which they have built into like these caves that become their secret offices. And they're literally printing off of a Xerox <laughs> money that is real American money, right? Or quote, quote, real. But uh, one of the funny kind of parts in it is that... Um, Axel goes to say, hey, look, I found the criminals and, you know, here it is. Here's my proof. And he hits the Xerox and all of a sudden it's the the money for the amusement park because the amusement park has its own currency. Um, But I think it's hilarious. Oh, and then you know what ensues? Action and danger with guns and, and only things that the 90s can bring you because I think this came out in like 93 or 4. Um, and Axel has to climb like a like a one of those big giant Ferris wheel things. Um, yeah, but I think it's hilarious. And a lot of the people who are star in the movie, I gotta tell you, um, like there's a bunch of people. There's, oh, what's that guy? Um, yeah, that's his Judge Reinhold. Who names their kid Judge? I just, okay, that's, that's a whole other topic. I'm sorry. But in any case, uh, I wonder if you, uh, would agree with me saying this, but I would, I think it's the best out of the uh, Beverly Hills Cop series. 100%. Thank you. Thank hmm. you, husband of mine. Hmm. And it turns out people on IMDb don't agree. Shocking. <laughs> because it, be wrong. it only gets a 5.6 out of 10. And it gets a very low 16 on uh, Metacritic. Hmm. So I have to ask you this. Yeah. Out of all of the three Beverly Hills Cop movies, yeah. which one did you see first? Three. Ah. <laughs> I, I was a young. I think that may explain something. It's like that thing where you hear a song and then you you find out it's a cover song and then you listen to the original song and you don't like it as much because yeah. you heard the cover first. Yeah. It's that kind That's of an thing. actual psychosis. I don't know mm. the name of it, but I think what you're alluding to is that it's not good, but I have to say, I think it's hilarious and it's really interesting to see how, you know, how the idea of counterfeit money comes into play. By the way, a little bit of a tangent here, but something I have to tell you in England, they have the tower of London, right? Which is like the major defense of the city, but inside there, they have a mint, like a, um, not the plant, but like a mint where you mint coins. They have some American currency, some forgery that was made over there to then bring over here. And it's it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it is so overly like over the top American. It's got like, you know, stars and like, uh, you know, um, I think there's like a an eagle on it somewhere, all this imagery. And it's like, how would you not know that that is fake? But anyway, besides the point. It's like it has an eagle attacking an immigrant. That would be well, very American. <laughs> And here we go. We lost everybody. Uh, but no. So that's my second pick, people. I think you should give it a try. I know that Beverly Hills Cop 3 gets a bad rap. I think it's funny, though. And I think it's really clever that they print their money on a Xerox. Hmm. I have a Beverly Hills Cop trivia question for you. Ooh. So when the film was first being developed, uh, you know, as a sort of cop fish out of water Inner city cop goes to Beverly Hills, doesn't yeah. fit in, you know, gets involved in a mystery and all that, right? He's from Detroit. He's a street from cop. From Detroit. Who was the first actor attached to the Axel Foley role? Now, keep in mind, this was before the film had added 
any comedic elements to it. It was not. It was going to be a straightforward action movie. Mm, I'm going to say Jerry Bruckheimer. That is a director. Then I have no idea. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. It's the wrestling guy. No. I want to say Sidney Poitier or someone like that. Yeah. No, okay, I don't know then. You mentioned Rocky earlier. Sylvester Stallone was originally attached to Beverly Hills Cop. And now, like I said, this was when it was a straightforward action movie. There was no comedy in it at all. When Eddie Murphy came on board, they rewrote the script to add more the comedy that would be more in, in his vein. Huh. I was thinking like Mickey Rourke, but you know what? That would be weird. Sylvester Stallone movie would be just weird. Isn't that just like Robocop? Uh, well, RoboCop has a cyborg in it. I don't know if there was going to Still be a cop, though. not Beverly Hills RoboCop, although I would watch that. Um, yeah. That would be a great mashup of different genres. Beverly well, Hills RoboCop. Here's the thing about Sylvester Stallone. I just, I don't know. I, I feel as though he would be more like a dramatic actor, right? Mm-hmm. He would be like, hey, yo, get in the car. Or, you know, whatever. Okay. I'm sorry. Are you okay there? You <laughs> Whereas Axel says, hey, stay in your car. I'm going to put a banana in your tailpipe. Yeah, exactly. Although, yeah. come on. It, to, to give Stallone credit, he was King Shark in Suicide Squad, which was like, he was fantastic. Great. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I oh. saw the first one and I was like, meh. Uh, no, this is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. is so much better. Um, it's very I've funny. I've seen bits of it, actually, I should say. Yeah. But, you know, eh. Do you want more Beverly Hills Cop trivia? Go for it. Did you know the guy who played his boss wasn't an actor? He was an actual Detroit cop. Really? Yeah. They they went into like a local Detroit police force and hired him on so that when he is, you know, ripping him up one side and down the other, he's like, you know, this is not my locker and walks away. That whole scene um, is actually how he talks to his cops. And wow. They, he then became a... Uh, uh, actor from that point but he really? was originally a, like a police chief or something like that well, that's so that tight authentic. that's great gilbert roland hill was an american politician police officer and actor who was the president of the detroit city council Ooh. but he gained recognition for his role as inspector todd in the beverly hills cop film series interesting, interesting. yeah that is interesting wow Good to know well, there you go. So that's my second pick. I think it's hilarious. I'm standing by it. And you know what, folks? Uh, you have to give it a try. You just got to give it a try. I think you're hilarious. <laughs> I do have honorable mentions, though. Do you? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay, you go first. All right. So honorable mentions when it comes to theme park movies. I have Westworld, the, oh. the movie, the 70s movie with uh, Yul Brenner, Richard Benjamin. I mean, a lot of people love, you know, there's the series that, that aired recently. Uh, but what it was based on was Westworld, of course, Written and directed by Michael Crichton mm-hmm. of Jurassic Park fame. Hey, that's my pick. And uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, there is a an older movie called black and white movie called Carnival of Souls. Ooh. That is a very kind of a moody, sort of a surrealistic horror film about a woman that survives, we think, uh, a car crash and wanders through this strange carnival that may or may not be purgatory or the afterlife or something like that. Oh, it's one of those movies. Yeah, it's it's well very well done for a, like a low budget cheap black and white 60s movie. Um also uh there is a short film that's available on YouTube called The Last Days of Coney Island. Ooh. Uh, if you're familiar with the animation of Ralph Bakshi, uh who is an animator who's done a lot of weird kind of stuff he did, you know, a lot of animated movies in the 80s and 70s. Uh, this is kind of a short film that he did 
uh, all on his own. He animated it all by himself because he couldn't get any studio to back him. Uh, it's really, really interesting. And finally, finally, in the same similar vein as Kiss Meets the Phantoms of the Park. Don't say it. The Banana Splits in Hocus Pocus Park, <laughs> which was a, another made-for-TV <laughs> movie by Hanna-Barbera that is wild and wacky, filled with live-action and animated segments. If you like the Banana Splits, you will enjoy the Banana Splits in Hocus Pocus Park, once again available on YouTube. Nice. Those are my honorable mentions. All right, honorable mentions one and two are obviously going to be Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, although mm. Jurassic World is probably more accurate because it actually was a finished park, right? But, um, you know, whatever, that's me. Um, then if you are a fan of Tony Curtis, we have 40 Pounds of Trouble, which yeah. is 1960s flick. It's just kind of a tropey, like, you know, oh, here's this orphan, let me take her on, and then, you know, like, oh, she ends up making me fall in love with somebody. It's it's like Dalmatian story, in any case. Right. Um, and then I, oh, and this is my last one. And I, I think it's kind of like off there, but The Warriors. Ooh, okay. Mm. Okay. Such yeah. a good film. All right. All First right. of all, that's like a thriller kind of film. And it's all about like, the, it's actually based off a, a novel, but um, where there's all these like gangs of New York, not, not the Leo DiCaprio version. No. But the 1970s version. But yes. the, the thing is, Coney Park, uh, Coney Island features really heavily in this movie. Yes. And, a little bit of a tangent. Did you see that story that came out recently that said that every hot dog you eat takes a year off your life? You know, um, I have, I yes, I have yeah. seen that story. I think they, I think there was a little less time than a year. I think they basically said like a half an hour. Oh, oh okay. Or something like that. But yeah, I. Oh, I, it was that competitive hot dog eater that took a year off his life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which. I, but Coney Island hot dogs, I mean... Coney Island hot dog. I mean, okay, it depends on where you go. If you go to Nathan's, you're fine. Yes. Nathan's is a good hot dog, I yeah. will have to say. But, you know, can you imagine what hot dogs were like back in, like, the 30s? I don't want to. I mean, ugh. Either they were radically good, because there wasn't a lot of preservatives and yeah. all that fun stuff, or uh, they were no, just... they were pretty terrible. Yeah. I mean, and this is coming from me, who grew up eating Scrapple. Uh, What's Scrapple? So, oh. Okay. You don't want to know? Uh... American haggis. Ew, no, 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 no more. We're good. You know, I can go into Anyways, detail. No, no, we're like. good. We're good. We're good. good. Those are my honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah. Honorable mentions. I think you should see Jurassic World because Dominion is coming up very soon. We got less than a year to go. June 10th of next year, Dominion comes out. And I'm so excited. And I think you should go see Beverly Hills Cop 3 <laughs> because you hate yourself. Anyway, I just think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Honestly, I have to watch it again because you I've only seen it, it once. I should go back and revisit it. What do you mean you've only know. seen it once? I've only seen it once. Why would I need to see it again? Never mind. Oh. Uh, but I should revisit it just to see if it aged like a fine cheese. Uh, <laughs> I have one that neither of you came up with. Oh, really? Ooh. Mr. Mandalorian has a uh, honorable mention. It's not a movie. But the Dungeons and Dragons TV show was on a roller coaster, the cartoon. I the cartoon—that's that. right, the cartoon that they never got a, a proper coaster, finish. And then they go into the Dungeons and Dragons world. That was actually—I mean—that was a great cartoon. It was very well done for that time frame. Because usually, most of those, most animated cartoons, with the '80s, I think, yeah. were just toy commercials. But that was not, and I think it was actually produced by Marvel Entertainment. Mm. I think it was, um, but Superior. yeah, there's a lot. That there are quite a number of fans of that cartoon. 
uh, it has a quite a quite a cult following and richly deserved cult following at the you know. Well. So yeah, so there you go. Very nice. Thank you. So that was our episode, our finale of season three, as uh, it were, all where about does the time go? amusement parks, which I felt was quite amusing, and yeah. not parky at all. Um, <gasps> By I the wish way, I had the roller coaster tycoon is available on steam folks just want to let you know that okay so that brings me to something that i think is very important that we have to discuss mm -hmm. our finale is now right and we are at the beginning of september which means we are less than 30 days away from the most amazing time of the year and what is that labor day negative oh, it wait. is halloween oh yes <laughs> yes 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 the as we like to call halloween. it exactly as we like to call it horror month because we oh, celebrated yes. from october 1st until well basically november 6th exactly yes and uh, and it's horror month not to be confused with april which is horror month and <laughs> it's a whole different thing and we're not going to explain it to you right now but horror or july month, which is horrible yeah, yeah yeah but this is something that we look forward to every oh, yes year so excited. this is our chance to get our horror movie madness on mm -hmm. which we all love to do i mean and, it's just so many yes and this this year we get it's five special. weeks it's a special year five five fridays in october see i given that our last series was so popular i rang up you know the weather channel i guess or target one of the two mm. and say add an extra week to october because my people need to hear another week of horror month exactly. episodes exactly so if you're not familiar, all month long of October, we release an episode every single week of different types of horror movies, yes. different genres, mm -hmm. different subtypes. Yep. I mean, we go the gamut. And sometimes we actually have guests on. So we have in the past. We have, exactly. And you know what? We're, we're open to do that again. But this time you have to bring your COVID shot test card thing. Yes, we need your, uh, <laughs> we need your vaccine card, uh, DNA sample, yep. uh, urine sample. Life insurance policy. Yeah. So all of you that. Know, uh, right, you're in toenail, toenails. <laughs> all of that stuff. But listen, you you are not going to be disappointed. We have so much fun, and we have so many content, so many like great content choices to choose from. If you, however, want to get in on the action, go ahead and email us, the deep dive podcast at gmail dot com. Yep. Send us your suggestions. Send us your great yes. memories from Halloween. Whatever Absolutely. you want to do, and we will share them. Because guess not. Well, guess what? We actually do read the email. We do. We, we do, do read email. We don't read all of them, but we read some of them, the good it's, ones. We can't, really, you know? Yeah, I mean, five and, emails a week is just too much. And and honestly, we, we ask you to please just cut back on the obscenity. Yeah. And and the, the links to, you know, erectile dysfunction. That's been solved. <laughs> so I, you know. We've been rickrolled so many times, but uh, listen, we love our listeners. We and do. we love hearing from you. So if you feel like you want to tell us something, you want to reach out, reach out by our email or head over to the deep dive podcast.com mm -hmm. where you will find links to all of our social medias, including Instagram. We're pretty... Pretty famous, I don't want to say. Our Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. You'll also find da, 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 a catalog of all of our old episodes, including all of the old Halloween horror movies. I was going to say Harry Potter. Harry, but the, the <laughs> horror month episodes, which honestly, if you do nothing else, you got you got time, go ahead and listen to those and get yourself a feel of this mm -hmm. podcast. And then maybe if you don't like it, then, you know. Just keep listening anyways. Yeah. And don't forget to subscribe, please. Oh, yes. Uh, and ratings on Apple iTunes because that's yeah. the way we reach people. Absolutely. So if you want to throw us a five-star, you know, a 10-star, a 28-star, yeah. whatever you want to do. Don't cost nothing. Don't cost you nothing <laughs> except for time. 
Yeah, just a couple of seconds. And we, you know, we're 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 not too proud to beg, really. <laughs> no, we have begged for sponsors. We're, we're begging. McDonald's turned us down. Yeah, KFC but you know, I mean, and and we really our pitch did not go over well because yeah. we brought like Wendy's. We brought Wendy's and we asked for Szechuan sauce. <sighs> In any case, well. <laughs> so get mm. gearing up for that, right? So get ready for that. That's coming up in the next few weeks as we get ready for that. Um, and geez, I don't even have to say, but other than thank you for listening. Absolutely. Thank you for subscribing. Thank yep. you for downloading our episodes. Mm-hmm. Hello to the Netherlands and North Korea, where we're a little bit more popular. Not North Korea. No, not North Korea. Is Let's that just rephrase that. South Korea. <laughs> South Korea. South Korea. Yes. <laughs> Not the North one. Let me just I, ref- I don't know if retract. they get the internet in North Korea. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so pretty sure that's not happening. That's not accurate. <laughs> yeah. But hello to everybody. Everybody who's new, who's listened to us, just thank you. Absolutely. And we are, you know, we're going to take this uh, month of September to do some, some good prep work and to yeah. prepare for Horror Month. We're very excited about this. Uh, so please, please, please join us. Uh, join us in October. And we are going to have a absolutely fabulous time. I'm so excited for this. Me too. I look forward to this all year. Yes. All right. So to wrap this up for Amanda and myself, your host, co-host. With with the the, most host. With the most host. And our special guest, Mr. Mandalorian. Yes. Uh, Thank you again for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your doctor about any unusual side effects. And we will see you in October. Bye. Bye. All clips used in the Deep Dive podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive theme was composed and performed by Ryan Blaney and produced by EchoCraft. The Deep Dive podcast is a production of Automaton Studios. We're 10 hours from the f***ing fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much f***ing fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. <laughs> i got to be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Holy f***.